0: Hey, Relevant Development community. Are you ready to take your leadership to new heights? Begin your journey with the Raise the Bar Leadership Group. With only 25 spots available, transform your leadership in just 90 days through dynamic weekly sessions, well-crafted strategies, and a supportive community. Discover the art of leading with authenticity, strength, and influence. You can secure your spot by messaging me the word leader to info at WeRaiseTheBar.com. That's info at WeRaise, R-A-I-Z-E, the TheBar.com. Anyone can hold a position, but not everyone can raise the bar. Let's lead boldly with intentionality and purpose. If you're ready, DM me the word leader. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the Relevant Development Podcast. I am your host, Juan Alvarado. And in this episode, I go over why leaders should not be balanced. Yeah, you heard me right. Leaders should not be balanced. Make sure you go to WeRaiseTheBar.com, go to the blogs and podcast page, make sure you download the worksheet that goes along with this podcast. Grab that download, grab a pen and pencil, and let's get into today's episode. If you want to raise the bar on your growth, whether it's personal or professional, this is the podcast for you. We are here to teach mold and grow you and make your development relevant. This is the Relevant Development Podcast. And now, the host, your personal and professional development coach, Juan Alvarado. Alvarado, Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Relevant Development Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to let you know that if you or your business is looking for an easy and relatable training for your managers, supervisors, anyone in a leadership position, if you go to WeRaiseTheBar.com and you go to courses, there is a video course called The Blueprint to Leadership. That course is for those individuals who want to up their game, take their leadership to the next level, or for those who you're trying to train up their leadership. So any managers, supervisors, those people you're training to be in those positions, this is a great course, no matter where you are in your leadership journey. Go to WeRaiseTheBar.com, go to courses and pick up your Blueprint to Leadership course. Now let's get into the episode. So today I wanna go over (laughs) why leadership should not be balanced. And so this was a difficult one for me because I heard John Maxwell say, if you're not constantly contradicting yourself, then you are not growing. And I'm like, well, nobody wants to contradict themselves. Like, why would we want somebody, why would we want our leaders and people to contradict themselves? Because if you're a, a, an employee or you're working with someone at home or at work, and you say one thing and then you go to do it and they're like, no, I want you to do it this way. You're like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. What's the, the whole the old, uh, saying? Do as I say, not as I do. I mean, we're seeing that in politics right now, right? Uh, all these leaders saying, oh, vote for me and I'll go and, and handle this crisis. Or vote for me and I'll take care of this problem. And then nothing. Not that type of contradict yourself. What I mean by that is those people who think a certain way and then you read and you learn from somebody, and again, I'm, I'm a big believer that you can learn from people above you and below you, that you learn something new, you have a new new information. And the example that I give is, I was a huge believer in spanking. I was spanked as a kid growing up, and there's times I remember even telling my mom and dad, like, I'm glad you spanked me, because I see some kids nowadays that, man, they need to get spanked, like there's no discipline. But then I started to read more and do more studies of, of children and, and upbringings and, and building relationships and communicating with them and my belief system in spanking completely changed. And it changed, I would say, when my kids were about the age of seven or eight, my thought process changed a little bit. That's what I mean by contradicting yourself. Like, hey, didn't you believe this at one time and now it's changed? I believe that leaders need to be both types of people. Leaders should be confident and humble. Confident leaders, when they walk through the door, you want them to be confident, but at the same time, you want them humble. And it can't be this teeter-totter thing. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna come back to this point in a second, but there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you need work-life balance. You need a balanced life, and you need to balance work, and you need a balance, and balance is where it's at. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I do think that we need balance, but I think there's a time and a place for balance. But there's a time where you need to go all in 110% one way and ditch everything else. Like if I want to get busy in the gym and I want to just hulk out, I want to lose weight. I want to go just hard. I need to change more than just my workout routine. I need to change the way I eat, my eating habits, where I go and surround myself with. Like I need to create my environment, but I need to go all in. I can't say, well, I ate really good for two days, so let me eat shit for two days. Oh, I I did really good for a week, well, let me do horrible for a week, because that would be balance. What I really want people to understand with all this is you want your leader to be confident, but at the same time, you don't always need them to be confident, because if they're confident in their decision-making all the time, then who are they going to listen to? We also want our leaders to be humble, to say, I don't know this information. I don't know the statistics of this. I don't know if there's a study about this. Somebody find it. And then that leader, and here's the other part of of being one way or the other, is leaders need to not only be a leader, but they also need to be the student. Leaders need to be the teacher and leaders need to be the student. So if I have employees that have a really good idea or know how to do things, I can't just say, we don't want our leaders to say, nope, I know what I'm doing, I'm gonna get this done, or we're gonna get this done, and we're gonna do it this way. Because leaders need to understand and be humble to say, you don't always have the best answers. Do you have an answer? Yes. But do you have the best answer? I think this happens a lot with parenting, is I know best, I know what to do, I know what's best for you, you're gonna do X, Y, and Z, we're leading, but we're not listening. We're being confident in our decision-making as a parent, but we're not being humble enough to shut our mouth and listen. So leaders need to be both. But do you need to be balanced in that? Because if you're saying, no, I'm confident, we're going to do this, 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 and this, okay, now I'm going to be humble, so let me balance this out. There's going to be a time when your kid needs you to be confident. There's going to be a time where your kid needs you to be motivational, but there's going to be another time where your kids need you to be humble. Your kids need to be, want you to be nurturer. Your kids or your spouse want you just to hold them. They don't need to hear a mouthful at work. Your employees don't need you to be the confident leader. They need you to be the humble leader and just sit there and listen. And there's no balance to that. There's a time and a place for you to be 100% just that. And there's going to be a time and a place for you to be 100% just the other way. Confidence and humble. Leaders also need to have vision. And when I say leaders, I mean those of you in the workplace, but I also mean leaders of those of you in the home as well. You need to have vision. You also need to know that you have blind spots. So I need to cast vision to my staff. I need to cast vision to my spouse. I need to cast vision in my family and, and what we're, we're set out to do. But I also need to understand that I cannot see everything, that I need to have, and I have those blind spots. So there's a story that I heard of the creator of Spanx. Her name uh, is Sarah Blakely, and her company was Shapewear. And what she was doing at the time was, as the story goes, as, I, as I've heard it, is she was selling fax machines door to door, and she said it is very tough to be a woman in Florida or New York. I might mess that up. I thought it was one of those two, one of those two states. But to go door to door in a business suit selling fax machines, this is what she was doing. And so she went to a local store and bought all this pantyhose, and she went to work and she started to sew, 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 sew stitch, stitch, stitch. And she came up with what you ladies know today as Spanx. She started going and selling them in local local businesses. And then she said, if I'm going to do anything, I need to go and sell it. I need to get it in the hands and in the eyes of somebody huge. So she went and set up by herself on her own, set up a meeting with the president of Neiman Marcus. She goes into the building. They say, all right, uh, all right, Ms. Blakely, uh, the president will see you now. And so she goes into the office and she starts to explain herself to uh, this woman who was the president of Neiman Marcus at the time. And she starts to pitch and she's like, and the, the president says, is like, no. Sarah Blakely got so frustrated and she knew that she had something good here. So she says, I need you to follow me. One last ditch effort. I need you to follow me. Will you follow me? And the president's like, sure. She has no idea where she's taking her. She takes her to the women's restroom, shows her the Spanx and says, here, try this on. Look, I'm wearing, I need you to try this on. The female president tries them on and she was like, oh my gosh, sold. So years later, after there's this huge breakthrough and it is now in every store possible, Uh, Sarah Blakely goes to these, um, to like these conferences and there's a panel. And so they ask her, uh, Ms. Blakely, I want to know, how did you make it so big? Like how many trade shows did you have to go to? How many of these places did you go? Like how many trade shows in each state did you go to? Uh, how many did you take with you? Like, how did you get so big? Because I'm in the business of doing X, Y, and Z. And I've gone to so many trade shows. I just can't get the breakthrough yet. And so all these other women were uh, and entrepreneurs were like, "Oh, I went to this trade show and I went to this trade show and it took me so many years to do this." And Sarah Blakely says, "Hold on, there's trade shows? What like what is a trade show?" <laughs> like she had no idea one what trade shows were, but two that there was what she now knows as a trade show, but there was something To go and take your product to get it in the hands of all these people and she just went straight to neiman marcus straight to the president and set up uh, an appointment because she thought that's what you had to do she could have probably gone to all these trade shows and made it big a lot quicker and a lot faster however she worked day and night on these uh on this product on spanx and went to Demon Marcus over and over and over and over and over again until she got the meeting that she wanted. Her blind spot was she did not know what was in front of her. She had no idea that there was these trade shows. Her blind spot in not knowing actually helped her out. In a different case, sometimes we need to know that we have broccoli in our teeth, lipstick on our teeth, I don't have lipstick, I don't wear lipstick, but you get what I'm saying. Women that get lipstick on their teeth um, or guys that have their zipper down, or we have food in our teeth. like We cannot see those things, but we need those other people to make us aware that something is wrong. And leaders need to cast vision, but you can't just be a vision maker. You also be have to be on the receiving end of somebody else's sight. Your employees need to be able to tell you that something's the matter. There's something in your blind spot that you cannot see. In the leadership of of a home, somebody other than yourself has to let you know. You have to be, again, humble enough to say, what can I change? What can I do differently? Leaders should be both visionaries, but open enough for your blind spot. Sarah Blakely ended up saying what I didn't know helped me, what you don't know will help you. And how do you get to that knowledge from other people? The next one, leaders need to be visible and invisible. And visible, of course, leaders need to be seen, not just heard, not just a phone call, not just an email, not just a text messages or phone call, that's all being heard. But leaders need to be seen as a visionary, right, talking about being visible and and having vision. You have to be in front because if you have if you're a leader, then you by default, you have followers. Followers cannot follow you if they cannot see you, which, again, goes back to the whole politics thing of our our politicians. Our people need to be seen in places of of crisis. Why do you think the big buzz um, for both Republicans and Democrats was where are our president and vice president when it comes to the crisis at the border i think it was barack obama and their security de- and their their security head of security excuse me that said that when there is 1000 arrests at the border we have a crisis right now there's 9000 a day so back when barack was president there was 1000 a day and it was a crisis people have been saying there's been a crisis at the border for forever and it needs to be addressed, and now there's 9,000, nine times the amount, and we're not seeing it as a crisis, and we're not seeing our leaders at the border. Now we're not, I don't need you to come at me with, oh, my president's great, and you're a president, and they're president, and everybody, no. Question, yes or no, has the president or vice president gone down and been visible in a time of crisis at the location, and the answer is no. People, the American people, people that are following your lead, who want you to be great because we live in a great country, because you work for a great company, people that work for that company want to hear, want to see their leader lead them. And great leaders need to be visible. At the same time, great leaders need to be invisible. There's something about people showing up when their leaders can't. I'll give you a quick story. When I was getting ready for deployment, uh, we were in uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana. We're getting ready to leave and our chaplain left uh, on emergency leave right before we're getting the fly from uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana to, I believe, New York. And then from New York to, shoot, I don't even know where we went, Germany. And then to, to, we landed in Kuwait. And then from there, uh, we distributed out to different places. But everybody was nervous, everybody was like, we're getting ready to go into a war and we don't have the chaplain here to pray us out. And you can see the fear in everybody's eyes. You can see just the, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. Because where we were, I would say about 98% of the people were heavy in their faith. We had people from uh, Los Angeles, people from Louisiana, and then people from Wisconsin. And we we're cross-leveled with a whole bunch of people. It's besides the point. But a lot of people were faith-based. When it was Sunday, we were able to go to church. Everybody pretty much went to church. So I said, hey, first sergeant, I have a question. Do you mind if I pray over us before we go? And he was like, I've been waiting for somebody to show up. My leadership, one of the key moments in my leadership, showed up when an, when another leader didn't. My wife was talking about um, her boss being being out. Her thought process was, We need to get together and we need to start checking these boxes and figuring out with so-and-so gone and -and so-and-so's gone, there's 10 things that need to be done. Who's going to do those? Should we or can we distribute those things? Because we know that there's a deficit of people, there's an overabundance of work, and our boss is out. So we cannot just sit around and not do anything. But that leadership should come from you leaders building up, training up, and grooming those people under you and giving them opportunity to grow under you. This is the same thing that goes for parents with kids. When you're gone, like we can't just put our kids in a bubble and say, no, my kid can't go here. No, and No, I'm not going to leave him alone. and No, we can't do this. There's got to be a time where you build trust, where you build respect, where you build that sense of leadership amongst your kids. And if you don't trust your kids, you need to create these opportunities. And opportunities sometimes present themselves when the leader is not there, when the leader is invisible. The next one is stubborn and open mindedness. So there's a story of the creator of Chick fil A. He said, I mean, let's go back a little bit. Chick fil A, what do you know about Chick fil A? Like when you say Chick fil A, what are the things that you think of? I think chicken sandwiches right and you probably think of two different things maybe or maybe not but closed on sunday and it's a pleasure closed on sunday is huge and this came from the owner the creator of chick-fil-a being stubborn Uh, a story that i heard was that he would find out that some of these stores were open on sunday because they wanted to create money they wanted to create revenue and he would drive down and fire them on the spot because they were open on sunday and he was so stubborn in these are our rules. These are our laws. And the more studying that people did of the creator of, of, um, of Chick-fil-A, they found that he was the most stubborn when it came to people and values. That's a good thing to be stubborn about. Like if you have if you're a boss and you have a lot of work on your hands or you, you're really, really busy. If you're gonna be stubborn about anything, don't be stubborn in your system of we got to get work done, policy, procedure, policy, procedure. Be stubborn for your people. Do everything and anything that it takes for your people. Don't have just work in the forefront and your agenda in the forefront. Have your people because those are the people who work for you. No people, no work. Like you, you're gonna have, or should I say, tons of work. But he was stubborn when it came to values, we will not work on Sunday. Sunday is a refresh day. Sunday is meant for your family and your faith. And whether you have faith or not, you need to restore yourself. That is Sunday. And that's what we stand for because he wanted his people to be ready for Monday. He wanted his people to be Refreshed. Sunday is one of the biggest revenue days for fast food restaurants. And he said, Nope, I do not care about that money. I care about my people. Stubborn. And then open minded to having the ability to learn something new. Being open minded to say, Yeah, I don't know everything. Being open minded to say, Give me ideas. Being open minded to listen. Being open minded to those things that are greater than you because here's the key that i want you guys to leave today with leadership is not about control but a connection let me say that one more time leadership is not about control leadership is about a connection this is how we lead because if you're disconnected if you're no longer visible you're no longer out in front you're no longer leading the way and you're disconnected Well, then guess what? You ain't leading anybody but yourself. I think it's John Maxwell that says, if you get to the top of the mountain all by yourself, you're not a leader. You're a mountain climber. You climbed that mountain yourself. You didn't lead anybody there. Leadership is not about control. It's about a connection. We need to make that connection with people, people over policy, people over procedures. So whether it's at work or whether you're at home, Be a confident leader, but be humble enough to learn from somebody else, either below you or above you. Have vision for those people that you lead, but also recognize that we all have our blind spots. Be visible and lead the way, but also create those opportunities for people to lead when you're not around. Be stubborn about your values and about your people, but also be open-minded to better policies and procedures that are going to help people out. Now, you cannot have be 50% confident and 50% humble because I'll ask you this question. Do you want your leader to only be 50% confident? No, I want my leader to be 100% confident, but I also need them to be 100% humble. And you cannot have balance 100% and 100% right uh, eric thomas I love eric thomas he's always good, like 120 until the day i die give 110% give 120% you got to give all you got well 100% that's it right and so my kids always say like why does he say 120 when 100% is all you got give all that you can and more right and that's what he means however you can't balance that again going back to you know work work balance when you're at work you got to give 100% of your work and when you want to rest you should give 100% to your rest. A lot of people believe in balance. I get it and I understand it. However, in order to have great growth, I believe you need to be unbalanced and give a hundred percent and some to that thing that you want. Imagine imagine needing to save your marriage and only giving 50% to your marriage and then 50% to you know, balance and workout and yoga. No, you're gonna give 100% to saving your marriage. That is the things that you do around the home, the things that you think about, the things that you say, the the, the chores around the house, the, the going above and beyond, the counseling, the everything, you're going to give 100%. There's no time for balance. You gotta go all in. You need to sell out for that whole thing 100%. So if I wanna get a promotion, and I wanna move up that ladder, I'm gonna to have to give 100%. I'm gonna to have to wake up early. I'm gonna to have to do some more reading. Like, talk to kids that are trying to get through college right now, especially, especially during finals. They are all in, there's no balance. A lot of kids are falling asleep at the books or at the computer, in the laptop, in the library. They're canceling meetings, responsible ones. They're, they're canceling meetings with friends. They're not going out as much because there's no time for balance. I had too much balance or I had too much parting and not enough work. And now I got to go a hundred percent into school because of finals. Do we really want our leaders to be balanced or do we want our leaders to be a hundred percent in the time and place when they need to be a hundred percent? And in that time and in that place, I want my leader to fit the bill 100% on what and who we need him or her to be. That's all the time we have today. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you send this podcast to two people. That's all I'm asking. Think of two people that can benefit from this podcast and send it to them. Thank you so much for being here today. We will see you on the next episode. But remember to raise that bar and pull yourself up to that next level. It's going to hurt. It's going to be a struggle. But in order to get to that next level, you have to raise that bar. We'll see you on the next episode. Let's go get it. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Development Podcast with Juan Alvarado. You can rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And be sure to follow Juan on Instagram at raise the bar C E O. That's R-A-I-Z-E The Bar C-E-O. Or at WeRaiseTheBar.com. That's we raize the Bar.com. We'll see you here see, next, see, time. See, next, see, time. See, next time. See, next time, next time.